I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the Nightcap alongside former Super Bowl champion and Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Great analysis breaking down the bracket. Much more to come on that as we continue through the show. But your team, your former team, making some news as yeah. Tom Brady is returning. Still kind of upset that Tom did this on Selection Sunday, but well, I guess he's earned the right. Uh, well, we'll talk to his former teammate and ask uh, – Rich Ornberger, who joins us right now. Like he could have did this today right. before we bring Ornberger in. And it would have been, like, literally the only thing people talked about today. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, Rich, I, I just – we always appreciate you jumping on. Catch him in the mornings on Extra 1360 in San Diego. You know, playing with Tom Brady, did you know that he's, you know, this selfish to just ruin Selection Sunday for us all? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, he probably didn't even know it was Selection Sunday. This guy is so one-track-minded about football. Uh, I, I don't think there's much room for anything else, although he's got the production company. He's got the furniture company, the clothing company, the TB12 method brand overall. So he's busy off the field as well. And I think the 40-day reprieve he took from the NFL after 22 seasons was enough to realize that he needed it. He needed it. You know, it's an addiction for certain people, and he's definitely one of those guys who's addicted to the life, addicted to the game of football. And 
So, yeah, I, I don't think he's filling out a bracket. I think he's busy recruiting and playing armchair general manager with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. And, Rich, I'll be honest, as much as current players may think they want to sit in these pickup lines when it's time for school to get out, it's not as entertaining as you might think when you have to do it five days a week. So I always said, you know, on the local media, I, I thought the further away from that initial retirement he got that he would start having – some doubts, maybe some ideas about I can still play. So how much did that play into it? When we look at Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, you could watch and visibly see that it was time for them to walk away. Brady's coming off of what a lot of people thought should have been an MVP season. How much of the elite performance last year played into this decision to actually come back? Well, just imagine watching a movie, right? And uh, it ends too soon. It's rare that that's the case, but it happens sometimes where you're like, man, I could have sat through 15 or 30 more minutes. They just sort of rushed to finish this thing up. And, uh, and you know, I, I, you're left dissatisfied. That's what it sort of felt like Brady's career would have been if he walked away after that loss to the Rams. It just was poorly edited, right? You know, and, and nobody liked that experience at the movie theater. And, and I'm sure that Tom Brady after thinking about this and sitting on it for mulling it and maybe getting on some of those school pickup lines, like you said, Sean, he was like, nah, no, nah, this isn't for me. I got to get back out there. And if you look back, I think it's from 2016. There's an on again, off again, losing the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, losing the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, losing the playoffs, win a Super Bowl. He lost in the playoffs here this past season. So it just sort of feels like Tom Brady's do. You know, it's interesting. You could have just named Game of Thrones if you were talking about something that <laughs> disappointed <laughs> us in the final season. But one of the issues that Tampa has, Rich, moving forward, uh, Ali Marpet just unexpectedly retired their Pro Bowl guard, and Alex Kappa, their other starting guard, just signed with the Cincinnati Bengals. Is there a strong enough veteran guard market out there for Tampa to fill those two holes? And Ultimately, does this also bring Gunkowski back with this former quarterback? I think the way they're looking at it was, A, with the guard play you were just discussing, they invested their last draft. They're hoping to have, um, you know, development at the position. And also, you can draft an interior offensive lineman here in this upcoming draft, which is a heavy offensive lineman draft especially since the quarterbacks are being suppressed. A lot of attention is being paid to how much, uh, how, how good the offensive line coming out of college football is this upcoming season. And when you think about it, when you got two uh, excellent tackles bookending the line and a pro bowl center, you know, they these guards, whoever they're going to be to start the season are going to be protected in some way. And they're going to have a lot of, a uh, lot of serious help on the edges and on the inside to get them on track. So I, I think that's less of a concern than securing some of the other places around the offense. Uh, bringing back Rob Gronkowski is definitely something that Tom Brady's going to be interested in. Uh, shoring up that defense certainly is something they were interested in getting Carlton back, uh, Carlton Davis back in at corner. Um, you know, so, so there's, there's issues, right? It's not going to be quite as seamless as it was, in 2021, where they come off that Super Bowl victory, you got a lot of guys who aren't quite there up for free agency, a lot of age on the roster in general. 
you just want to roll it back. And, and it seemed like it was, they were capable of doing that until they ran into the injury bug throughout the season. And that may be the reason why they ran out of gas against the Rams. Chatting with Rich Ornberger at Ornberger on Twitter. Catch him in the mornings on Extra 1360 in San Diego. Uh, San Diego, of course, the former city of the Chargers in that division now. Woo! Bring in Russell Wilson, and man, no easy ones, uh, especially at the quarterback position. So when you look at the move that Denver has made, and I think the feeling that the Chargers will take a continue to step forward with Justin Herbert, you still have Patrick Mahomes, and Derek Carr might get himself, you know, 35, 40 million a year, Rich. Uh, what do you make of that division? And, and are the Broncos now, with Russell Wilson at quarterback, a, a legitimate and uh, likely uh, AFC champ? Oh, man. I, you know, that's, uh, that's such a loaded question because when you look around, Mac Jones is going to be in year two with the Patriots. And, you know, Belichick always put, get, put together a squad. Out of the same division, you got the Buffalo Bills who, you know, played in, in the AFC championship a year ago. Um, you know, just an unbelievable, unbelievable team uh, overall. You know, I, I, here's, here's the way I'll say it. I do think the AFC champion is in the AFC West, but I'm not sure if it's the Broncos because Russell Wilson has to learn a new system. And he has to learn a new group of guys for the first time in his entire career outside of being a rookie with Seattle. You know, you look at Justin Herbert, he'll be entering year three with the chargers and they made sure to keep all of the people around him who helped him have success in the past. Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, all still parts of that offense. They added to that defense uh, with the trade for Mac from the bears and JC Jackson, which Brandon Staley, when he had Jalen Ramsey that year with the Rams, I mean, that was a shutdown defense and he's looking to reenact that same thing with the other LA team now. And then you look at the chiefs and the chiefs have been in the championship game four straight years. So it's, it's really difficult to imagine. It's, it's difficult to imagine a situation where Russell Wilson in his first year in this already loaded division is going to make it to the championship game. I, I just, I just don't see it. Um, I, I would love to be fooled because that would mean that it's an even more interesting year. But here, look, you know, I mean, if we're going to talk about it today, you know, whatever it is, March 14th, the free agency window just opened up. Um, I think there could be three playoff teams out of the AFC West. Uh, we forgot to mention the Raiders who, you know, re-signed Max Crosby. That's a dangerous team, a playoff team from a year ago. Kept it close with Cincinnati. It came all the way down to the last snap to decide that one. I mean, the AFC West is absolutely loaded. The AFC champion sort of feels like it's destined to come out of that division. Well, Rich, I'll say this. Brandon Staley will figure out a way to go for it, backed up on his own 10 on third and <laughs> on fourth and 55 enough that he'll eliminate the Chargers himself. <laughs> Let's switch gears slightly. A lot of people kind of chuckled when Trent Baalke was named the new GM of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think he mistook Christian Kirk for Devontae Adams. Having said that, this is a draft-related question, Rich. The Jaguars franchise Cam Robinson and just traded for Washington Pro Bowl guard Brandon Scherf. Uh, Evan Neal was, a few weeks ago, the prohibitive favorite to be the number one pick. In your opinion, because of the Robinson and Scherf's moves, does that eliminate Jacksonville from taking an O-lineman with the first pick, or could they still go O-line at number one? 
I mean, they could still go O-line at number one. I mean, when you draft uh, a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who clearly was under a lot of duress, and it was very difficult for him to get anything done as a result of that. And also, I mean, let's be very honest with each other. I mean, Urban Meyer wasn't the guy, right? You know, so it's one of those situations where, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it had something to do with the talent around Trevor Lawrence on that offense, but also the head coach, you know, he needed to go. So they made the right decision there. Look, I could, I see them drafting first overall Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I could, I could see him adding a pass rusher, you know, a guy who's really at the tippy top of the draft on most mock drafts. I could see that, but um, Evan Neal, I mean, you saw those combine pictures of the 300, what was he, a 30 pounder, six foot seven, looking as lean as a tight end with his shirt off. I mean, there are just certain guys who are just cut out of granite, can't miss prospects. And Neil out of Alabama feels like that type of guy. So I wouldn't be shocked if they go O-line. I wouldn't be shocked if they try to add to the defense. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's going to be a toss-up as far as I'm concerned. He played in the NFL, and now he's doing what we do. He's talking on the radio every morning in San Diego. Rich, we appreciate it. Get to bed, man. You got an early wake-up call. Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. It was nice talking with you. There he, he is. He's headed to the gas lamp district. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Now with a Great 3, stuff, 3 a.m. wake-up call. Good stuff from Rich Ornberger, former NFL guard. Man, guards are getting paid. Yes, sir. A lot of moves today. We'll talk about them next right here on the Nightcap. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. 
Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Back by popular demand, the VSIN Help Desk has returned. Our writers, hosts, and experts are here to answer your questions on all things college basketball. The VSIN Help Desk is here for you, not only for the big dance, but the NIT, CBI, CIT as well. That uh, bracket just came out. Yikes. Submit your questions as VSIN.com at VSIN.com slash madness, and it could be answered by our experts on air or at vcin.com. I don't know what's more yikes. The CIT bracket, a 32-team bracket, announcing a 21-team field, or the Lakers score. I would say the Lakers score is more yikes because they are getting pummeled. I mean, come on. They're playing the Raptors. I mean. (laughs) LeBron is playing, and they are down 39-18. to Sean, at the end of the first quarter, it was 33 to 12. Mm-hmm. And usually in the NBA, you're like, oh, you got to in-game bet this. Ah, not with this Lakers team. Uh, I'm not super jump ready to jump on anything catching points. 13 and a half, you want it with the Lakers? Ah, uh, you know, I'm really blind to the NBA right now. Like, I, I think March Madness is going to take my full focus. As it should. Yeah, so I probably will just... View the NBA on the peripheral, you know, kind of look at the results. You know, if something jumps out, maybe go and dig a little deeper. But I'm going to give the NBA a couple weeks off and focus on on things that I think are a little more consistent (laughs) in their outcomes. Yeah, we got uh, a couple games going on right now, just to give you an update. Golden State up 73-57 at the half against Washington. Sacktown, Sacramento, crushing the Bulls. I think I saw Scott Seidenberg say, remember when the Bulls were good? Uh, and Milwaukee, uh, who went off as a dog at Utah, is up nine at the half. By the way, uh, Brooke Lopez is back. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing. So I think now's the time to jump on Milwaukee from a future standpoint because I really think they're about to get hot. And uh, these next couple of weeks in the NBA, I'm just really watching to see who, which, which horse do I really want to back for the playoffs because I'll probably make one Eastern Conference bet and one – Western Conference bet from a future standpoint. Bucks sitting at plus 350. I know they've been better odds during the course of the year, but I, I just don't see a team in the East as complete from one to eight or nine as, as Milwaukee is. Yeah, they're playing well. They got beat over the weekend by Golden State, but uh, they had won six straight prior to that. And uh, yeah, they are. In the West, I well. have no idea. I'll probably take a longer <laughs> shot in the West, meaning like the Grizzlies. Or maybe even Denver, and, and just hope that Murray and, you know, is Porter Jr. back yet? But I'm definitely Murray. They come back, and you know, that can get the Nuggets over the hump. They seem to be playing better. You know, I really want to jump on the Jazz. I just can't get – Can't trust them in the playoffs. I can't get the way that they crumbled against the Clippers last year out of my mouth because I actually had them in the Western Conference and the Bucks in the East on a futures ticket, and I thought I was going to have both teams playing in the NBA Finals, and the Jazz just crumbled, so – I can't get that out of my head because it's the same guys. So I don't know what happened between now and then. It makes them mentally tougher. But until I see it, I'm probably going to go Nuggets and or maybe Grizzlies. Got to figure out which one I want to back. 
by the way, yesterday, uh, I know there's Tom Brady news in the bracket. Uh, the Suns scored 119 points in the first three quarters against the Lakers. Lakers are awful. <laughs> they, by the way, if you have not seen the uh, the Laker documentary that's on HBO Max, I know that it the, is phenomenal. Yeah, the TV show. It, well, it's not a documentary. Yeah, it's it's about, based on a book. Right, the book. Yeah, right, by Perlman. I mean, the characters are so spot on. Yeah, I got to watch oh, it. Oh, my God. I, I, I would be fascinated about what Jerry West. I've heard that he is, thinks, oh doesn't come off very, oh, uh, very well. Oh, my goodness. But the only thing I'm mad about is HBO Max makes you wait till the next Sunday before you can see the next episode. <laughs> they don't do it like Netflix where they put the whole season Well, there's still a network there, so right. they got to, you know. Jeez, they... come on, HBO Max. You guys, <laughs> what's this, dial-up? I mean, what's this, AOL? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I haven't watched it yet. It I, is fantastic. I've been uh, I've been looking for Also, it. my good friend, Bo Money Jones, his first episode of Game Theory came out last night on, on HBO. I actually thought he did a full – 22nd uh, teardown of Coach Krzyzewski and the Blue Devils. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on, man. Uh, I remember when I first met Bill Money, he was like, you like who? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Kind of in a unique little group right there. But All right. So we'll get back to uh, we'll get back to college hoops here uh, a little bit later on in the show. Tom Casale, uh, our friend from NBC TC. Sports. He will join us. Uh, ooh, Lakers uh, cut it to 20. Woo. Get hot, Lakers. Um, all right, let's just revisit because, you know, last, yesterday it happened on the air. You gave a couple thoughts. I was just mad at Tom Brady for, you know, stealing Selection Sunday's thunder. But the line drastically shifted from, you know, 20, 30 to 1. We've got a graphic here from DraftKings. 22 to 1 after the season ended, then 30 to 1, 25 to 1. Yesterday went down to 750. Today, slightly ticked back up to 850. This is the win, the Super Bowl. Also, they're the favorites now, Sean, to come out of the uh, NFC ahead of the Packers, ahead of the Rams, 49ers, et cetera. You see the graphic there uh, for those of you watching on vcin.com or YouTube TV. Do you think this is too much of an overreaction, despite the fact that Brady was terrific last year? I just think this is the books trying to protect themselves. I mean, if I had the Bucks at 30 to 1, I wouldn't be sitting here feeling like, ooh, I got the steal of the year. I'd be like, well, I got a great number. I definitely got closing line value based on whatever it's going to be, you know, first game of next year. But I don't feel the same way about the Bucks for next year as I did coming back into last season when they had Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski – and the whole crew was there. The offensive line was intact after winning the Super Bowl. This year, I feel like there are a lot of more questions. Can they replace Antonio Brown's ability at the receiver position? Is Chris Godwin, a year after having an ACL tear, going to be even remotely back to 100%? Is Mike Evans getting to the back end of his prime? Is Gronkowski going to even come back? And who's going to start a guard? I mean, left and right guard for the Bucks. I just think they have so many more questions than they had last year. That that three plus three fifty to me is a, a no go as far as Bucks to win the NFC. And what do they do uh, at guard? So you're missing both your guards. Um, 
Gronk, I would guess Gronk will return. Uh, he just kind of goes wherever Tom goes. I know, he's so tired of Tom. He's probably like, come on, man, I was ready to retire again. Gronk's Dude. probably got all these off-the-field uh, deals that are waiting for him to finally give up football. And, he's going to try harder to get into USAA. Yeah, his best friend just won't let him let him be a movie star. Yeah, come on, Gronk. <laughs> come on. Come on, Brady. What are we doing here? Um, but Carlton Davis returns, as you mentioned. Um, I'm sure they'll make some more moves. I mean, Bruce Arians was – was elated at the move. The reports were, you know, last night that they had just been in constant communication with Tom Brady. They were kind of nudging him, pushing him. They didn't go out and try to get in the sweepstakes for anybody else. I think probably within there, they felt like kind of, kind of like when you were recruiting a kid in college, you were like, you felt like you had a good pull on him that he would come back and uh, pull that hat out of the bag. So they ultimately get their man, but yeah, it feels like they have some work to do. I was an elite salesman at Tulane. The only recruit I ever had USF. I mean, no, at, at Tulane, when I was a player. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coaches, yeah. you don't really host recruits. The players do. I got you, got you. So, like, everybody thinks on these recruiting visits that it's the coaches, that the guys, they fall in love with the players. Mm. And so, at Tulane, the only recruit I ever lost was Ryan Clark. That was the only recruit that I was responsible for. Pretty good. He for. went to LSU. Yeah, that I lost was Ryan Clark. He went to LSU. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer <laughs> here when he's eligible in a year or two. But that was the only one. I was 100% outside of that. So, I always thought. Brady was kind of forced. Uh, remember the report came out before he even had yeah, announced the it himself? The Schefter and Jeff Darlington. Right, yep. and, and obviously that came from somebody in his family who he cares about, probably didn't want to make them look stupid, didn't want to make them wrong. I think the emotional tugs were there, kids, daddy, 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 and it was, uh, okay, I'm going to retire. But with the production level, you know, I just thought it was going to be hard to walk away at that point. And, um Ultimately, he decided to come back, so we'll see. I think the Bucks still have a lot of questions to be answered, but that wasn't the only move that occurred in the National Football no. League today. Bucks also re-signed Pro Bowl cornerback Carlton Davis. Um, they just re-signed Ryan Jensen a couple days ago. I think the biggest surprise was not Christian Kirk to the Jaguars, but Christian Kirk at $80-plus million. So, hey, shout-out to the Kirk family. I mean, what a come-up. Chargers. Seem to be fully invested in making some upgrades on the defensive side of the football. Already traded for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. Added former Patriot cornerback J.C. Jackson. Uh, if you look at the quarterback position, Pittsburgh decided not to give up what Houston was asking to get Deshaun Watson. So they end up signing Mitchell Trubisky, a guy that I thought was going to the Giants. I've been told since one of the ways reasons that Brian Dable actually got the Giants job was because he committed to giving Daniel Jones mm. the initial year to prove if he was worthy of the starting position. We'll see how that ultimately works out. Well, let's uh, let's get into Mitchell Trubisky and uh, the latest of where Deshaun Watson could go. He's already turned down reportedly some uh, trades that he would be headed. So a lot to get to to unpack from a busy day in the NFL. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Come on back right here on Decent. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Imagine just, you know, think about this week sitting back. 
got all the games on. He's got a big old tray of KFC chicken sandwiches. Doesn't that sound tremendous? Yeah, when the heck is Bill AD? I, gotta, <laughs> I think his daughter's in town or something, so he's chaperoning. Aaron, text Bill. Tell him we, we want some sandwiches. Now. I don't want them today. I, no, want, put, I want them when the games put, are on. Put now at, in capital letters at the end of the text. By the way. That'll at least get him in here. I am, uh, I am obviously, uh, number one, we pull for our pockets. Oh, 100%. Number two, I like to be entertained while our show is going on. And so immediately what I did, Sean, was I looked at the evening. In-game bet the Lakers. Well, the evening. <laughs> <laughs> the evening games uh, that we get, Sean, on Thursday. Now, we're going to dive into these games a little bit more as the show goes on and keep the NFL conversation going. But just just for you to know, mm-hmm. Thursday night, Vermont, Arkansas, giddy up. San Francisco, Murray State, giddy up. Akron, UCLA, giddy up. I think all of those games are competitive. Okay. And, uh, and then Kansas plays the winner of Texas Southern, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Yeah. Uh, and then the evening games on Friday night, UAB Houston. Let's get some let's get some jelly in our life. Jelly Walker against Houston, Davidson, Michigan State, Colgate, Wisconsin, and TCU Seton Hall. The night cap to the games are going to be great. And uh, what I would recommend is have those games on, and then you know have our audio up. Facts. That's what I got to. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be a better live game. Yeah. Broadcast going. Well, what do you? You know, you're watching the games. You need to hear from them. Hey, here come the Lakers, only down 13. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's keep it going. We we spent a lot of time on the on the Bucks as as we should have. Um, so you know, last week, and um, you certainly stick by what you reported. Oh, 100. percent And ultimately, I, I want to put words in your mouth. Uh, you said it earlier in the show. You can and you put it out on Twitter. But the Steelers go with Mitch Trubisky. I, yeah, I can't imagine their fans are super thrilled about that today. They are not. And I will say this. I don't dislike this move, except they could have had Deshaun Watson. If not for that, except I don't dislike it. Because as I've said multiple times, I think sometimes these guys like Mitchell Trubisky, who are overdrafted, who didn't succeed in their initial starting opportunity, sometimes they come back the second chance as a starter and they're better. And I'm looking at the QB position in Pittsburgh. As much as I love Big Ben Roethlisberger, first ballot Hall of Famer, the last two, three years, let's be honest, he really has not been that good. So if Mitchell Trubisky has improved at all from his days as Chicago Bears starter, it's still a slight upgrade. I will say the hard thing about Mitchell Trubisky is just like in his draft, he never was competing with his own shadow. He was competing with the fact that he was drafted in front of Patrick Mahomes. So... This next time around, he's not really going to be competing with his own shadow again. He's going to be competing with where did Deshaun Watson end up and what kind of success is he having. So, interesting dynamic and situation for Trubisky, but we'll see. Uh, A lot of, uh, maybe not elite, but right below elite level options at receiver and targets there. What some people view as an elite young running back in Najee Harris. Now, where Pittsburgh has to help the young quarterback is on the offensive line. Still the same holes and deficiencies existed that Roethlisberger had to deal with last year. So we'll see how that progresses for the Steelers. So the Steelers weren't 
willing to pay the price. They weren't. For Deshaun Watson. Because they had Trubisky in their pocket. So I, what I'm curious now is, okay, we didn't pay the price to go get Deshaun Watson. That would have cost us uh, X, Y, Z. For X and maybe half a Y, did they now trade up to go get Malik Willis? Because all you had heard around the combine and around uh, around the senior bowl was the Steelers love Malik Willis. Well, I'll say this. I I'm- mean, Mitch Trubisky's not your answer for the long term. This is a, a bubblegum on uh, well, 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 before you say that, I think here's what's very interesting. Uh, Trubisky's only 27. So let's just say he figures it out this time. You can conceivably say that Trubisky at 33, if he's changed and turned a corner, will still be a, a really good quarterback. And the only reason I use 33 as an example because the normal first-round rookie deal is four to five years. So because of Trubisky's age, if – if he's figured it out and he's ultimately worthy of being a starter, then drafting a quarterback to me puts you in, you know, a, a very unique situation in that you're all, I'm almost rooting against the guy you just signed in yeah, free but, agency. Yeah, but you paid him no money. Right. And, is, and, and look, there was no market for Mitch Trubisky last year. I think this puts them in a better situation where if they were to get Malik Willis or another rookie quarterback, they don't have to rush them in because everyone, yourself included, has said this draft class, Malik Willis has a high ceiling, but he's not ready right now. So and this helps out that Let me process. put it like this. I'm not running out and emptying, you know, my portfolio to fill it up with all Trubisky stock. But I'm right. also I'm also not selling a Trubisky stock that I have. I'm in a hold pattern. And so this is why I think well, the Trubisky be, stock has never really got up. You know? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have enough of it because he was a number two pick yeah. in the draft. Here's the, 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 the interesting point, you know, with these kind of situations. Say they do draft Malik Willis and Trubisky then goes out and has completely transformed into an elite quarterback. You trade him. But you never really get back or you not. Okay, fine. You're getting, fine. You, you fine, got fine. him for no money and then you get something for him. You can trade him. But. You could have drafted somebody to help you win next year if Trubisky's gotten better. But because they are kind of a ready-made team outside of the quarterback position and the O line. And but you know, Mitch Trubisky's not he, his ceiling. We know what his ceiling is. I don't think we do. That's kind of why I'm hesitant to say yes. Go draft a quarterback. If I know what it was, if you can go get. I don't Mal- know what it is. If if they like Malik Willis, now maybe they don't like him. And uh, that's fine. But if they like Malik Willis. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, it doesn't matter what name. It's just the fact that they're going to take a young quarterback in the first round. Go get a young quarterback. And now because of Mitch Trubisky, who, by the way, remember, last year, nobody wanted Mitch Trubisky. Right. He was a backup for Buffalo. Didn't see the field. Got to learn under Josh Allen. Uh, And and that's great. Yeah, a different system, new environment. Because, see, I don't blame Mitchell Trubisky for his failures in Chicago. I blame the Bears organization. Mitchell Trubisky should have never been taken with the second selection. Started one year at UNC. Uh, yeah. So basically the Bears for him was college. It was his first time really getting to play multiple years as the starter. So, and, and listen, I'm not defending Mitchell Trubisky as much as I'm trying to give context to you that are listening sure. and you that are watching. Sometimes these quarterbacks, when they're overdrafted through no fault of their own, they're, they're put in impossible situations. The Bears overdrafted Trubisky at the same time it traded for Khalil Mack and had one of the top defenses in the NFL. So those two things don't mesh. This young quarterback only played one year in college. Now he's given the keys to a franchise. 
that he wasn't even trying to purchase a home in that neighborhood. And now the whole neighborhood is mad because he don't have the right kind of car in the garage. Well, he got a chance to fail. He got a chance to go to Buffalo, sit behind one of the young up-and-coming quarterbacks and Josh Allen. Personality-wise, Josh Allen is completely 180-degree different than Mitchell Trubisky. So he got to see what a cocky, confident young quarterback looks like, and maybe some of that rubbed off on him. Now he has a chance to go into an organization where he just has to play above-average quarterback play. He doesn't have to play Pro Bowl level or Hall of Fame level quarterback, just slightly above average. And Pittsburgh's a playoff team with a lot of experience and a lot of established Pro Bowl caliber talent. And I think that confidence along with that organization maybe works. Having said that, I bought futures bets on the Steelers because I thought they would get Deshaun Watson. Because <laughs> Deshaun Watson is elite. So, I mean, we're talking about, hey, he's up there with the Patrick Mahomes. He's above the Josh Allens. Like, he's slightly below the Aaron Rodgers just because of of, of length of time in the NFL and, and accomplishments for, for Aaron. But, I mean, he's like a dude, dude. So, I, I don't know. Time will tell, as I said in my tweet, if Pittsburgh make the right or wrong decision. I will say this. Historically, since Big Ben Roethlisberger, Pittsburgh has been terrible at drafting young quarterbacks. That is true. They haven't gone after one of the first rounds right, since but Big Ben. They've been terrible at drafting, and none of them have developed, and I none of them have. Like Mason Rudolph, there the Landry round? from Oklahoma, Mason Rudolph. Uh, they drafted uh, oh, what's the guy, the kid's name? I can't think his name right now. I think from Tennessee. Who's the kid from Tennessee? Oh, uh, uh, Astro Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. They acquired uh, Dwayne Haskins. Like their attempt to their attempt to develop a young quarterback behind Big Ben has failed multiple times. So we'll see. By the way, uh, here's a, a lesson of uh, in-game <laughs> NBA betting. The Bucks were up nine at the break. Midway through the third quarter, they're down one. What's the Lake Show doing? Uh, I think they're only down like 14 at the half. Okay. Hey, now, Lakers. When you bet them, what were they, 20? <laughs> uh, we got to get to a little bit what the Jaguars said. And also, got to get back to this bracket. It's a, it's a wonderful day. It's the nightcap here on VC. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, and yours truly. We have insights on every key team, conference, and players to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th. For only 19 bucks. head over to VEASAN.com slash madness. Alongside... Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Um, the Jaguars are spending a whole hell of a lot of money. Um, but real quickly, before we get to the Jags, we have some odds we could show them. Uh, Deshaun Watson, now where does he go? Because that no-trade clause is a thing, right? Uh, reportedly, the Browns offered uh, a pretty hefty package. He doesn't want to go to Cleveland. He will now, I, I don't know if he has or will reportedly meet with the Panthers I guess to see their vision down there in Carolina. We know Carolina wants them big time. Uh, the Texans won't even discuss with the Indianapolis Colts. Which we, I want to get into that. All right, get it. Let's go into it. Do you think that's the right move? If you ran the Houston Texans. You can't trade Deshaun Watson to a division rival. Well, why not? Because they're going to kick your ass for Yeah, but at the same time, years. I'm going to make them play a premium to get him. Like, I'm, I wouldn't trade him to the Colts for what? I would trade him to someone else for it. But to not even discuss it with the Colts, which is probably somewhere that Deshaun might actually be willing to go. What would you – all right, so you're, you're, you're Houston. Right. What would you need? Uh, in addition well, to – it starts with the, 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 the offensive lineman from Notre Dame. Quentin Nelson? Yeah. Quentin Nelson's got to be in any deal. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. And Quentin. it's going to include three number ones – uh, probably a two and a conditional two that can be a third. If do you think they based give, on something we come up with? If if you're Chris Ballard, but it's not about what Indy will do. It's about what I'm going to demand. No, I know. See, that's the thing because it's a division rival. I can fleece them even more. It's true. I can make them add the linebacker in. Uh, Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. Yeah, <laughs> you give me Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, and, and three. three number ones, and okay, I'll see you, Deshaun. Hey. <laughs> I mean, and if they do it, if hey, they man. want him bad enough, okay, cool. Two, two all pros. That's right. 
a future Hall of Famer and, and Quentin Nelson. Like, yeah, that's the way I on. would approach it. I wouldn't approach it like I'm not talking to you. That's true. Yeah. Because you can have Deshaun Watson if I could get your two best players and all your picks. I mean, are you going to get a better deal from anybody else? No. That comes with two established pro bowlers? <laughs> no. That are and, still relatively young? Yeah, they were drafted in 2018, so they're yeah. mid-20s. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're Houston. Like, yeah. To me, that's the way to uh, to, to move forward from a business standpoint. <laughs> I, no, no, I'm not answering their call. Yeah, I'm answering their call. Hey, Chris, how you doing today? Yeah, you got that uh, that guard there. Yeah, we'll take him. Uh, who's that linebacker? Yeah, Darius Leonard. Yeah, we'll take him too. You want to throw in Quiddy Pay, the guy you drafted first round last year? Yeah, throw him in as well. Yeah, like, what are they going to say? No? <laughs> okay, fine. I didn't want to send him to you guys anyway. <laughs> and you hang up. But you have the conversation. I think that's, I, I, you know what? That's the way you got to go. Yeah, Carolina doesn't have a player on their roster as good as Quentin Nelson or Darius Leonard. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> All right, so if you're Deshaun Watson, uh, report what – it's hard to keep up on the reports. Reportedly, the Seahawks, he doesn't want to go to Seattle right now. Um, so those odds have shifted a little bit. Um, if you're Matt Rule, what's the pitch that you make to Deshaun Watson right now, Sean, to try to convince him, hey, this is where you need to be long-term? Because Deshaun Watson, if he were to waive his no-trade clause – and be open to going to Carolina. They're trading pieces away. And Matt Rule's on the hot seat, well, man. Let me ask you. I'm Deshaun Watson and you're Matt Rule. Mm -hmm. Convince me. We're in the NFC South. Tom Brady's going to retire eventually. New Orleans has no quarterback. Uh, Atlanta is in cap salary cap hell. We could run this division for the next decade with you. That would be my pitch. You coming? Well, Coach, we just gave up our next three number ones. and But we got you. We got Christian McCaffrey. No, we, we gave up McCaffrey. <laughs> They're trying to move McCaffrey. So That's I, true. You know, I think they want that cap space. You know, we just lost Hassan Reddick. I mean, we just, lost, we just cut A.J. Bowie. I mean, we probably have one of the bottom ten offensive lines in the National Football League. We haven't really upgraded. And, you know, I don't know the internal situation going on here in Carolina, but, you know, on the external side, people seem to think that you're playing for your, I mean, uh, coaching for your job this upcoming season. You know, that's, that's a, a legitimate issue with going to Carolina. Am I going to play for Matt Rule or am I going to play for the next person? I know. Because, of course, Matt Rule's comeback is going to be, well, if we have you, I don't have anything to worry about. Do they have enough weapons? So they have, you know, DJ. they were really good when Donald was good for like two two weeks. Right, the yeah. first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. I mean, is so is Deshaun Watson coming in and competing with Sam Donald? Because remember, they picked up his fifth year option. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Donald's just gonna do what he has done since he's been in the NFL. Keep collecting those checks. Hey man, hey. More, more power to you. Right. I don't. I don't think Carolina's a bad place because even though they have, well, you haven't done a really good sales job, Sean. Well, I haven't not, tried to I'm sell not you. I'm not convinced. I haven't tried to sell well, you. You yet. sell me. Yeah. I tried to sell you, and you you broke down my sales pitch pretty quickly. Well, here's I how you run the division. Here's how I'm gonna sell Deshaun Watson because he does have some years left on his contract. But if you can't see me, I'm getting a piece of paper, and I'm gonna write two words on it. How much? That's right. <laughs> Just give him a blank piece of paper. How much? 
That's the first thing we'll do is we're going to extend you. If you want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league, I don't care what Rodgers just got. Fine. And then I'll make it about the money. Because everybody likes money, right? Especially in a league where you know, NFL money. is a long time stood for not for long. Like, okay, boom, you pay him. Like, you make him believe that he's your guy forever by what you put into the salary. And then I don't have to get into all of this other stuff because we know, you know, we're trying to move Christian McCaffrey. But I don't want to tell Deshaun Watson that and then we can't move Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, now – I got to go back and resell him on why McCaffrey's the guy, you know? So I just think you have to be, you know, extremely delicate in some of these conversations because you want to be a man of your word. You want to be able to walk into an individual meeting with a player and say, listen, I've never lied to you. Everything I've always said has absolutely been honest and upfront. And, you know, that's how you garner goodwill with these guys. So you just have to be careful, you know, as you're wooing him and just get a piece of paper, right? How much? That's right. How much? What does it take, Deshaun? You know? Because, I mean, the, the compensation part, we got to deal with the Texans on that part. For you to waive the no-trade clause, how much? And then let us handle the rest. So where do you think right now, if you had to guess, does he end up in Carolina? Carolina is the favorite. I don't know. You know, the tough thing. I think it's going to be. Here's, a- here's the tough thing about all three of those teams. None of them are ready to go compete for a championship the right Saints now. The Saints have a good enough defense. To- yeah, but if, if you're a quarterback, you're looking at the fact Michael Thomas. He's of, coming back. Yeah, you know, Alvin Kamara. Doesn't really want to be there. But to if, be honest, if, if Deshaun outside, Watson's coming. Outside of Malcolm Thomas, there's nothing else at receiver. But I got Alvin. They have Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. We've had to become Houdini to get from $60 million over the cap down to about 10. That's true. So it's not like we have any flexibility there to go out and add any significant pieces. Also, I'm in the division with Brady. Yeah, but Brady's there for, I mean, I, Carolina's I, division with Brady. But again, I've sat out for a year. I've kind of been frustrated, you know, in my playoff runs with the Texans. Like, I'm getting to that point where I want to go somewhere where we're ready to win now. I think with that defense, yeah, New Orleans can win now. I don't think Seattle can win now. Well, you got to convince. Also, I'm dealing with, and also, what makes New Orleans a lot less attractive is the reason I would have gone there in the first place. Sean he's Payton. not actually coaching. Sean Payton, will, he'll, he'll come out of retirement. Yeah, but not like only Tom was he Brady. coaching, he was the play caller. Like, he was the genius behind that offensive creativity. So, I'm going to play for Dennis Allen. What You're going to go? Well, you go to Carolina, you got Ben McAdoo calling not, those plays. Hey, I'm not pushing for Carolina <laughs> at all. I'm just saying. You know, if I'm Deshaun, I might wait. I don't know. If Carolina, this out, I'm I might looking, wait. I'm looking at this roster outside of the uh, the piece of paper that says how much. And I'm looking at Carolina and saying, head coach might be fired. They just hired the moron, McAdope, to be our offensive And how about this? Maybe if I'm Deshaun. I, I, and if, Christian McCaffrey's if, never healthy. If I'm Deshaun's agent, maybe I'll say this. Hey, they won't deal with Indy now. But let's wait till we get closer to the draft. Because part of this deal is going to be this year's first round pick. Right. Yeah, let's put some pressure on them. They have to make a move to get this Quentin year's first Nelson, round pick. Darius Leonard, Darius three Leonard. number ones. Michael Pittman Jr. No, 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 we need Jonathan to, no, Taylor. No, no, no. We'll take Quentin and, and Darius. That's enough. And three ones. See how bad the Colts really want him. We'll take Tom Casale breaking down the bracket next right here on the Nightcap.